First, I want to thank, go ahead and be seated. I want to thank Pat and Teresa for allowing us to come in and share with you guys today. Uh, it's a privilege, man. It's an honor. We're honored that you guys allowed us to come in and speak to your congregation. I feel like I'm home. I mean, I was back there during the praise and worship, and I thought, I feel like I'm home. You know what I mean? And that's cool because I can go to my church in Flint and feel like I'm home. And I can go to Fenton and feel like I'm home. Amen? Amen. It's just welcomed, welcomed. I want to also recognize Diana. Diana, you stand up real quick. My wife, Diana. Yes. Amen. She makes me look good all the time, all the time. Behind the scene works, everything she does. Uh, it, it's amazing, the things that she does. I don't, I don't think a lot of people have a clue of the work that she puts into that church. I love you, man. I'm proud of you. Couldn't do it without you. My father-in-law, Jess, a lot of you guys know him. I want to ask you guys something. To start this out, I want to know how many people came expecting to receive today? How many people came expecting to receive from God today? I walk in a, a realm of expectation. I wake up in the morning expecting. I go to sleep at night expecting. I walk in expectation of watching God move and watching God heal and watching God do miracles and signs and wonders and watching God open doors and, and walk in favor. I don't pray for favor anymore. I walk in favor because God has already given us favor. He didn't say keep praying for something you already have that you already own. So we walk in favor. So I walk, I open up every sermon, I open up with this. How many people came expecting? How many people came expecting to receive? Psalm 62, 5 and 6. Psalm 62, 5 and 6. My soul waits silently for God alone. For my expectation is from Him. He, is only, he only is my rock, my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. Amen? I shall not be moved. Doesn't matter what comes. I shall not be moved. Doesn't matter what I'm seeing. I shall not be moved. I'm going to stand firm. I'm going to keep walking it out. Then I'm going to advance. When God tells me to advance and start moving forward, I'm going to start walking it out. I'm going to walk out His Word. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Walking it out. Walking out the Word. I want to give you a quick update before we get into the Word. Get further going here. Time is 11.38. Uh, testimonies. Houses painted. I don't know if some of you have been up there. Some haven't. We've got two houses up there. One that Bob's been living in. And then the other one, we've got another renter. At the beginning of this summer, it was really my goal, my heart's desire to have both houses painted. We had uh, Ben Vey, Pastor Ben Vey from Gateway Church over in here somewhere. I can't remember exactly where he's at. Uh, brought a crew up. They came in on a Wednesday, stayed through Sunday. Uh, Bought the paint, gave the labor, painted what used to be just two-story, if you can picture this, of the, uh, the wood siding, and just the porch down on the front was bright yellow. And everything else was faded yellow, 50 years old. Somebody had just come in and bright yellow gallon of paint threw it on there. They came in and, and painted that whole house, man. They painted some of the doors on the church. Uh, we got a lot of that stuff done. And that house was beautiful. And it came down to the blue, the blue house, which is in worse shape than that house. And I really thought towards the end that, that we weren't going to get it painted. And within that week of me thinking we're not going to make it, winter's coming in, getting ready to set in, somebody came up and said, 
I'll buy the paint. You guys paint it. So three or four of us for a week worked on that thing, and that house is its what God does. He'll take something that's totally in ruins and shambles, and he'll, he'll restore it to new. He'll revive it to new. And that's what he's done to this house. Man, if you were to see the before and after shot of this house, it's amazing. It doesn't even look like the same house. Uh, Pastor Jason brought some youth in. They spent the night. They painted the hallways in the main entranceway and down to the two sides. It used to be kind of a really bad-looking lime green. And uh, they put a new paint job on it, fixed it up, painted it up for us. Uh, we had over $2,000 worth of shrubbery and plants donated to us. These are, I don't know what you call them, annuals where they keep coming back and the bushes keep coming back and everything. And right, I mean, all this stuff is going on right when winter and cold's coming in, where it's really one day it's too cold to plant, but the next day we're going to put them in. And all that stuff got planted. We had uh, 100 tulip bulbs and 100 giant daffodil bulbs donated to us. So if, you're, <clears throat> if you were to come up to the church right now, you'll see sticks, twigs, and, and just whatever, all along the sides of the building and in the front. And what those are there for is that I don't run them over with the lawnmowers for next spring because they're tulips and daffodils that all got planted. And I'm talking, this is all volunteer, all volunteer. They just come in, they busted their tail and got this stuff done for us. Uh, Freedom Center is coming in next Saturday to work in the basement, try to get the carpet down. We're in a process of trying to get that basement finished up, trusting God to do what we need to do down there. We're going to get the carpet down. We've got a little bit of wall work to do some painting and stuff like that, the bathrooms in the kitchen. And I know God is our source. And I know that I know that I know that he's going to supply and it's going to get done. I actually had a vision of that, that kitchen. I was standing there looking in, and actually it was Chef Bill at the time was standing. You know how waitresses will pull the tags down to get the order. The chefs will pull the tags down to get the orders. Chef Bill actually pulled that tag down and went, and there was a bunch of young kids in there working. And he goes, Scripture time. Everybody stopped. Wasn't order time. It was word time. Amen. That same day I had a lady come downstairs, and she's looking at the cobwebs, and she's looking around. And she goes, man, you got a lot of work to be done in here. I said, are you kidding me? I smelled the bacon burning this morning. You know what I mean? Walking by faith, walking it out, walking in it. Amen. Uh, we maintained 50 lots plus this year for the land bank. And what was cool about that is the last two years, I've actually really mowed all the lots myself. We were increased every year. The first year was like 30. We maintained 50. We were up to, I think it was 40 or 50 we got paid for doing this year. And we go far and above and beyond what they actually pay us to do. We'll just keep reaching out. What was cool about it this year is we got to mow them six times a year. In the last three times, I had two volunteers come up and mow them all for me. I never even had to go out on a mower, which I kind of like doing some of the time. It was also neat is that this was the first year that we actually had neighbors that were coming out and helping do the mowing, helping pick up the garbage. You see them out there cleaning their yards. So by continually doing and being consistent in what we're doing, they realize that we're there, we're there to stay, and we mean what we mean when we say we're going to clean up the neighborhood, we're taking back the city of Flint. God has called us in, He sent us in, we're not here to play church. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Two, two community gardens, again this year. This year is the most that we've ever had people come to the gardens from all directions, by the church in a one-off campus, and pick from the gardens. The most people we've seen go through. It was all, once that thing started producing, it was almost daily. There was cars coming in. There was people walking across from the school, coming in through the neighborhoods. They realized finally after three years that when we said community garden, we meant community garden. That was for everybody. 
in anybody. Now all we got to do is kind of break them of thinking that if they don't get it now, they're not going to get anything and not leave with the big garbage bags so that other people get something. You know what I mean? But it's a mentality. It's, 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 it's a work. It's a work in action. It's walking it out. Continue to walk it out. We got a new director for our crisis pregnancy center. Uh, we're blessed, man. Her and her husband. She's really in charge of this thing. She's a go-getter. Uh, she's made connections already. We're, we're revamping, retooling, refiring this thing up, uh, making sure all the I's are dotted, the T's are crossed. Uh, everything we got to do. We got some issues with city council that we got to go through, and. Uh, She's plugged in with the Flint Right to Life. She's plugged in with numerous different people. Uh, Knights of Columbus has already raised $3,000 to buy an ultrasound machine for one uh, center that's already up there. When that one is bought, that center is donating their ultrasound machine to us so that we're actually going to be able to have these girls that are coming in contemplating abortion. We'll be able to see the little... Amen? And we're going to life-changing, man life-changing, life-producing. Lives are being changed as God has called us to bring unity to the community. Three to four days a week right now, we have anywhere from five, six, seven, eight volunteers in that building, helping either helping Diana in the office, or you'd be one, two people in the office helping Diana. There's people down in Lydia's closet that are working like crazy. There's people cleaning the church that are helping Becky. And this is, it's so cool because I got rid of AA in there, you know, it was a blessing. Maybe some of you understand and talk later about that. But it was so cool because now I go up there, man. I'll pull in and there'll be six, seven, eight cars in a parking lot. There's activity going on. There's, there's, there's a buzz happening in there. People are, people are receiving the Lord. We got, we're hooked up with job service or some kind of a deal that Diana got hooked up with. And these people are getting support from the government. So they've got to work and spend some time working. So they're volunteered. They're screened before they come in. And we say we need either secretary or we need somebody to clean. And these people come in, and they come in with an attitude, and they start dropping the attitude, and they start building relationships. And they start working hand-in-hand with them and teaching them job skills and how to work and how to... It's an actual process where Diana will interview them so that they know how to interview and go out for... When they're going for a job, they know what they need to do to interview. So it's a blessing, a twofold blessing. Uh, the lady that's renting our blue house is actually from Carriagetown. She was in Carriagetown. She's renting our blue house now. She oversees our prayer ministry oversees Lydia's closet and just keeps she keeps advancing forward and moving forward she keeps walking it out amen God is good average attendance right now is running about 93 people a week and the great news is 104 salvations for 2010 and that that was not counting yeah absolutely God be the glory for that that wasn't that wasn't counting January February March it was April before I started keeping uh, somewhat of a running record the best I could because district really wants to know what's going on. I don't know if you're... So they kind of want numbers. And it's not about numbers. It's about lives. We all know that. But still, the business end, you got to keep an eye on what's happening and, and just kind of gauge yourself where you're at. Uh, so God continues to move us forward as we're in preparation to start Thursday night services as well as membership classes, Bible studies, uh, rehab program that's going to fall underneath our fr- living free support services. Ministry. This is uh, all in action this coming year that we're going to be putting all this stuff into place. So we just continue walking it out. Amen? I noticed this sign over here on the air, and I just kept, I kept looking over at it. And I thought, you know what? We don't need to flick a switch to be on the air. God has got, a, God has got us live right now. The temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen?
we need to walk on the air. Peter walked on the water because he had enough faith in God to come out when Jesus said, come on out. Well, if that's really you, tell me, come on out. But what did he do? Took his eyes off God and started to sink. He focused on the problem instead of the solution. Amen. He was walking it out. He took his eyes and looked at the surroundings instead of standing firm on the word and continuing to walk. Amen. Ready to get in the word? Hallelujah. Today, title of my sermon today, what do you think it is? Walking it out. Amen. We do it daily, man. Daily in our lives. Every one of us walk it out. I love that the, the thing that J.D. said in the beginning, how it falls right into this. What Pat had said, he'd gotten into uh, Acts 4, uh, 13. I believe it is Acts 4, 13. And I, I absolutely love this scripture. And, it sounds, and what, what Chris, it sounds like, has been talking over the last two weeks about not being afraid to go out and be a witness and to go out and speak. I don't care who it is. Amen? I have a short testimony. And I'm not saying look at me. McDonald's drive through ordering. This is years ago. Ordering. And I could tell the young girl that was working the mic on the other side was sick. That was an avenue for me as soon as I pulled up the window to say, not feeling too good, huh? No, I'm fighting the cold. Jesus is a healer, however it went, and led her to the Lord right then and there. They were looking out the front window because she had her mic on so they could hear her inside the kitchen, and they're all looking out like, what's going on? And this young girl gave her life to the Lord right there. It's opportunities. God will move in the opportunities. All we got to do is start to open our mouth. Amen? Because this is where I fall. This is Acts 4.13. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled. And they realized that they'd been with Jesus. That's what Paul, uh, Pat shared, Pastor Pat shared earlier today. That's where I fall in. Uneducated, unlearned. Amen? But enough faith just to hold on to what God says, I believe, and I walk in it. Amen? He said, I was in my sanctuary one time and I was, I was crying out to God. And I was saying, this is way too big for me. I'm nobody. And God says, that's okay, because I'm going to take your nobody, and I'm going to turn it into my somebody. Amen? And that's all I needed to hear. I went, let's go. Let's go. Okay, you said. You said. So I hold on to that. You know what one of my prayers is? Every time that I get up to preach... When praise and worship's going on, Lord, you said, I'm nobody, and you're going to take my nobody and turn it into your somebody. I need to be your somebody. Speak through me. Use me as a vessel. Get me out of the way. Empty me of myself. Let what comes out of my mouth be strictly what you have put in it. Let me continue to stay in the anointing, walk in the anointing. Amen? So walking it out, no matter what you're going through, no matter where you've been, no matter what you see in the physical, let me encourage you to keep walking it out and trust in what God said to be true, no matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter. Isaiah 55, 8 through 13. Isaiah 55, 8 through 13. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. 
as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, produce, making it produce, so that yield seed for the sower and bread for the eater. 11. So is my word that goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty or void, but it will accomplish what I desire or please and achieve the purpose or prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void. It's going to accomplish the thing for which I sent it. It's going to prosper in the thing for which I sent it. He speaks, it's going to happen. Amen? He speaks, it's going to happen. Hallelujah. Stop the nose, Lord. That's why I can hold on to the Word of God, whatever He says. I know it's not going to return void, but He's going to accomplish what He pleases to accomplish. And it's not only going to accomplish it, it's going to prosper in it. Amen? It's going to produce. It's going to be fruitful. It's going to multiply. Hallelujah. Twelve. You will go out with joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills will burst in a song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush will grow the pine tree. Instead of the briars, the myrtle will grow up. This will be for the Lord's renown, for an everlasting sign, for an everlasting sign, for an everlasting sign, which will not be destroyed. For an everlasting sign, which will not be cut off, which will not be destroyed. It's going to prosper. It's going to produce. Stand firm on the Word. Stand firm on what God is speaking to your hearts. Stand firm on what's going on in your lives and, and listen to the Word. If you're in sickness, the Bible says, by His stripes, you are healed. Not going to be, maybe. Maybe should be, kind of. You are. You are. Walk it out. Amen? Don't allow distractions to come in to take your eyes off God because you get fixated on the problem. The problem just expands and grows. Amen? Don't be moved by what you see. Be moved by what He said. Amen? 2001, when I went and looked at the building, God said to me, this is your building. Back in 2001. You see, God said, and what it say in Isaiah 55:11? So shall my word be. It goes forth from my mouth. It's not going to return to me void. It's going to accomplish what I please and prosper in the thing for which I sent it. God said, in 2001, I'm in the building. I'm with the realtor. He thinks I'm nuts because I don't have a dime in my pocket. And God said, this is your building. I said, okay. Started walking the neighborhoods, telling people I was going to pastor that church. Amen? Why is that? Because God said. So I just kept walking it out. Didn't matter what came, who said, didn't matter. God said. Realtor thought I was nuts. People thought I was nuts. I didn't have any keys in my hands. I didn't have a deed with our name on it. All I had was God said, and that was all I needed, because His Word won't return void. Let me ask you this. Are you moved by what you see or by what He said? Are you moved by what you see or what He said? What moves you in your decision-making? What's the drive behind your drive? What moves you in your decision-making? What's the drive behind your drive? You've got to give thought to that. Because the drive behind my drive is G-O-D, my Father in Heaven. Because I search Him out and seek Him out in the direction I should go. 
I stay tuned to the ear of what he's saying to me and what way we should move, how we should walk, how we should turn, who we're supposed to talk to, who we're not supposed to talk to. Now, you may say that's kind of nitpick, maybe a little fine-tuned, but when it comes to me going to another church to be able to talk to them to see if they want to plug into what we're doing, I want to make sure that God says go to that church and Skip doesn't say, look, I'm going over here to show off. Because I'm not about showing off. I'm not about pride. I'm not about any of that. All I'm about is that they know that I've been with Jesus. That's what I want. I just, they know I've been with Jesus. That the anointing is on me. Whatever. The glory of God's on me. And I just continue to walk it out. For years, we had no relationship with the churches around us. And still at this day, do not. We've met the church across the street one time, a couple people from it. I met the pastor behind us who doesn't like us. There's another church that some a couple move are in there, a smaller church. We're starting to build a little relationship with them. God opened the door for it. God hasn't opened a door for the other ones. Matter of fact, the guy behind us that doesn't like us tried buying a section of land. Pastor Chris had come in and preached the week before and said, wherever we put our feet, is it going to be our, our land? And we're, one of our community gardens is at, and we, I've been maintaining this for three years, this guy come in and tried buying it out from the land bank. And the land bank actually took the money and they got a hold of me and said, oh, Lord, forgive us. We didn't realize your, your garden was on there. We'll tell him to wait till the end. That's, well, it is what it is. He had, this pastor actually came on a property when I'm weeding and gets out of his truck and I go, praise God, he's stopping to talk to me. And he comes up and he goes, I own this property. It's one of them distraction issues that I'm talking about. Amen. Amen. Oh, wow. But you can maintain. He says, "I can. You can maintain it. I own a property, but you can." Maintain. I says, "I can't do that. I'm, I'm contractor of land bank. I got to. I got to talk to them. I put and pack my stuff up, man. I mean, it hit me. It hit me hard. I went home. I, I was whipped. I was done for the day. It hit me. I'm thinking, I, all right, he's coming. I'm gonna I'll shake his hand. We're gonna talk. I own this property. No, I didn't. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. I got crushed by that one, man. So they said, we're going to wait. We're going to hold on to this. You can keep gardening and mowing that land until the end of the season. At the end of the season, we're going to sell them. We've got to sell it to them. You know what happened two months ago at the end of the season? I got a call from the land bank. They said it was totally wrong what we did. We've called him and we've returned his money to him. Do you want to maintain that lot next year? So you know what that tells me? You know what's cool about that? One is our garden's going back in where they've been for three years. And two, I'm going to have another contract with the land bank. Because they just said, do you want to maintain that lot? The only way I can maintain that lot is to have a contract with them. So we're, we're running with them again. A great relationship. God is good all the time, isn't he? So what moves you into decision-making? What's the drive behind your drive? Do you wake up in the morning and look outside and say, it's too cold, bummer, it's snowing, bummer, it's raining? Or do you wake up and look outside and say, Psalm 18, 24, this is a day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Huh? I get fired up. You know what? I'm working on quitting drinking coffee. I don't need coffee. I'm naturally amped. I don't need to add to it. But I can wake up in the morning and I shout them scriptures out to my stuff, whether it's just with me because Diana's still sleeping or whatever the situation is, and it charges me, man. It gets me going. I'm ready to start walking. Let's go, Lord. Where are we going today? What do you got for me? What are we going to do today? Come on, bud. 
What's happening? Amen? Amen. Walk with Him. Talk with Him. Seek Him. Pray with Him. Counsel with Him. Learn from Him. And then seek Him and talk with Him and pray with Him and get mad at Him. It's all right to get mad at Him. I have many a time. Frustrated. And I have my little pity party, me and Satan. And I go, Lord, forgive me. I start walking. You were right. I was wrong. Amen. What I tried to make happen was wrong. And I'll tell you what, it's a process. It's a process. And it gets a lot easier when all you got to do is say, let's go. Instead of going my way. Amen. Or if you're down, not sure which way to go, I love this right here. Pat hit on it. And I can't remember exactly what you said today, but you really kind of hit on this. And this is, this is so huge. And God laid this on my heart when he was preparing us. If you're not sure which way to go, pray as Jabez prayed in First Chronicles 4.10. And Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. It reminded me of when you were talking about Chris saying, Go out, talk to people. And, if you're, and Pat said, if you're, if you're bottled up, you have a hard time going and witnessing to people or sharing a God with anybody. He said, just start praying, Lord, enlarge my territory. Enlarge my territory. Help me to witness to somebody. Send somebody to me. Enlarge my territory. When we got that building in Flint, I'm standing on the altar, and I'm looking around just mind-blown. We got the building, the parsonage, five houses. We actually got a campus. And I'm standing there, and God says, raise your level of expectation. At the time, I think this building was appraised at 2.3 or 2.8. And God says, raise your level of expectation. I'm going. Uneducated, unlearned. I said, okay. So every time I raise my level of expectation, what's he do? He meets it. He meets it. He meets it. He meets it. Above and beyond. Above and beyond. Beginning and the end. Amen? My expectation, I said, tried saying earlier, my expectation is so wide and so enormous. Enlarge my territory, Father. You said we're in Flint, centrally located, on a hill to pour out in every direction. You said that we're in a city of Flint to take back the city of Flint. To bring unity to the community. Not take back the block. Not take back two blocks. Take the city of Flint back. Lord, enlarge my territory. Throw Burton in there while we're at it. Amen? Enlarge my territory. What did it say before that? Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. That your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil. That I may not cause pain. This is the key right here. So God granted him what he requested. So God granted him what he requested. Is anybody in here any different than anybody else in God's eyes? We're all the same, aren't we? So if he granted that to Jabez, you think he can grant it to us? All we got to do is walk in it and start praying it and believing and watch God move. We waited on that building for seven years. 
So don't get discouraged if you pray, Lord, enlarge my territory. And then half hour later, you get out of prayer and go on. God's going to prune you and he's going to train you. He's going to teach you. And you're going to walk through some stuff. He may enlarge that territory now, just like he delivered me from drugs. Now, immediately. Or it may be a walk. It may be a process of what you're going to go through to get to the point that he wants you at, not what you think you should be at. Amen? See, we went through seven years of hell waiting on that building, from job to job that didn't pan out, wondering about food on the table, cars, well. The job from job that didn't pan out, I almost think, I was thinking about it this morning, and I've thought about it before, that I almost think God was putting stoppers in it because he wanted us to walk through this walk for seven years so that we would know what it was like to totally depend on him. When I didn't know where I was getting food on a table, I had nowhere else to turn but to him. When I didn't have a vehicle and a vehicles broke down, I had nowhere else to turn but to him. When the well went, over a $5,000 deal to get a well put in, I had no money. I had no job. I was delivering Flint Journal papers on the side, subbing routes. When I fell 30 feet and busted my body up with no insurance and no income, guess who provided God provided every time. We didn't go out without a meal. We didn't have lack of vehicle. The well got put in. Not only did the well get put in, somebody paid for us to go and stay in a hotel so me and Diana could just get away for and just get away from it. So Jessica was swimming in a hot tub for a little while. Got blessed. Amen. Nothing but God to depend on, but I just kept walking it out. See, because you know why? God said, he said, it is your building. You know what else he said? See, I wasn't allowing myself to be moved by what I saw, but I was being moved by what he said. That's key. That's key. It's key. Jeremiah 29, 11. This was my scripture. He gave it back to me in 1998. In 2001, when all this started up, he restored that scripture to me. And I looked, I said, well, I got that in 98. And I held on to that scripture. And I hold on to that scripture to this day because it's his promises. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. To give you a future and a hope. Expand my territories. Future, hope. Enlarge my territories future, hope. Lord, I know all this is going on in my life right now. I know all this is chaotic. I know this is... Expand my territories. Future, hope. Your word says, you said, you said, Lord. I'm reminding you, you said, this is your word, future, hope, peace, not evil. Lord, I want to walk in that. I want to walk it out. Amen? Psalm 40, 1 through 5. To the chief musician, a psalm of David... There used to be a song like this, man, and I love the song. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. I waited patiently. I've even got waited and patiently capitalized on my book here, waited patiently for the Lord. And he inclined to me and heard my cry. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. He established my steps, the direction I should be walking in, the direction I need to go in. He established them. He makes a crooked path straight. Amen. He has put a new song in my mouth, 
Praise to our God. Many will see it in fear and will trust in the Lord. Blessed is that man who makes the Lord his trust and does not respect the proud, nor search, nor such as turn aside to lies. Many, O Lord my God, are your wonderful works, which you have done, and your thoughts toward us cannot be recounted to you in order. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. If I could declare and speak of the things that God has done for my life over the last 18 years or more that I can even remember or think of. The amount of times he's blessed me and brought me out of the mire and out of the clay. And it started 18 years ago when I was a junkie shooting up morphine and cocaine and partying and running from the law and didn't know what to do. He went to a Christian friend's house and I said, can I do coke on your table? And he let me do coke on his table. People go, you got a, he's a Christian, you're doing lines on his table? Yeah, but here's the rest of the story. You see, after the third day, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior and immediately was set free. No withdrawals, no temptations, never looked back, moving forward, walking it out. Amen? Walking it out. So if somebody comes into the sanctuary now and says, you don't know what I'm going through, sit down. I need to talk to you. Because I have. You see, because I know what it's like not to have money to get food. I know what it's like to not know how I'm going to get a car to transport our family around like I need to. I know what it's like to be addicted to drugs so bad that that's all I live for. I mean, that's all I live for. I stole money, whatever I had to do, to be able to get the drugs I needed. So I do know what you're going through. But let me show you how good God is. Because He's going to give you future. He's going to give you hope. He's going to give you peace. He's going to give you destination. He's going to order your steps. So don't think you've got to get your act together to come to church because God's just going to rock it all anyways. Come to church and let God rock your world and get you in order. Amen? So are you moved by what you see or what he said? See, God's word is full of promises. What has God promised you? What is God speaking to you? His book's full of them. All you've got to do is dig into them and seek out his word. Pray to the Holy Spirit, your teacher, your counselor, your guider. Holy Spirit, lead me, show me, direction. Amen? Are you moved by what you see or are you moved by what he said? Hebrews 11.1. 1. Notice I say that a lot. Are you moved by what you see or what he said? It's huge. It's huge. Too many times we get distracted. We're focusing on God. Stuff starts happening. We start seeing happening. We start moving right into it. And we start, especially men, Pride, right? All of a sudden, we start trying to fix it. We want to take it in our hands and see how we can fix it. But what God say about the situation that's going on? Focus on Him. Amen? Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith. Now faith. A lot of people skip past that word now. How many people got kids? How many times you go to your kids... I said, clean your bedroom now. Or I said, get over here now. What is now? Now is now. Right now, right? Now faith. Now faith. A faith you're operating in right now. Now faith. Not the faith you operated in three weeks ago. Hopefully your faith grows and continues to grow and move forward. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I mentioned before I couldn't see the keys or the deed. I had people even think I was nuts and totally miss God. 
I had somebody tell me that I can't pastor to black people. It's got to be a black pastor. I only have one car. How are you going to get up here when the wife's using a car? Well, that was not a problem because two weeks after we got the building or three weeks after we got the building, somebody gave us another car. Hallelujah. I guess we can take that one away. Amen. I'm not black and I'm not white. I'm a child of the Most High God. Amen. I don't have to look at color. It don't matter. What's God look at? Looks at the heart. Amen. Walking it out. But I held in there and just kept walking it out. I never doubted. I never doubted. Lord, stop the running nose. Amen. Somebody might say that's why I made Kleenex. That's a distraction. That's doubt. So I never doubted, man. I held it in my heart. Held it right here. With all that going on, I got to where I didn't even talk about it no more. I didn't say nothing to anybody about it anymore. Because everybody was, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. And I just sat here going, Jeremiah 29, 11. You know the plans you have for me, Lord. You said, that's my building. You said you've got plans for us to be in there. You said you're going to put us in there and take back the city of Flint. You said you're going to bring unity to the community through that building. You're going to use us in it. I stood on it. Amen? Without doubt. What's, what's the Bible say about doubt? Matthew 14, 31. And immediately, it's one of my favorite words in the Bible, immediately. And immediately, Je- Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you a little faith, why did you doubt? That's when Peter was walking on the water, took his eyes off of God, started focusing on the wind and the waves and a storm. The storm. How many people go through storms in your lives? All of us. Keep your eyes off the storm and keep them on God. Amen? What did he do in the rest of that scripture? I don't have the scriptures here. You have little faith in a storm and a wind and a rain ceased. Reminds me of on Golden Pond. That's just, just come to me. On Golden Pond, crystal clear across the top. Ceased. Amen? I believe if he'd have got to Jesus, everything would have ceased. You know, come on, buddy. Let's go back to the boat. Or let's just walk to shore. Amen? Matthew twenty-one twelve or twenty-one twenty-one. So Jesus answered and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also you will say to this mountain, Be removed and be cast in a sea, and it will be done. And it will be done. If you have faith, and you say to this mountain, be removed, be cast in a sea, it will be done. How many people have mountainous problems? Amen? We all go through them. We all go through them. All we got to do is stand by faith say, God, you said. Here's your word. He loves to be reminded of his word. Because he knows we're using it, we believe it, we trust in him. Amen? So what is doubt? What is doubt? Doubt is a distraction that takes your eyes off of God and his promises and puts them on the situation. Doubt is a distraction that takes your eyes off God and his promises and puts them on the situation. So are you moved by what you see or what he said? Are you walking it out or are you continuing to walk it out? Let me close with this. Psalm 118.8 It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. 
Jehovah Jireh, the Lord my provider. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord my provider. Amen. We're a home missions church, just walking it out and trusting God for provision. Amen. Trusting God for provision. There's so many times I've gone into meetings in different things, and I come out of the meetings and I got to dust myself off. I know there's a business in, but I dust myself off, and I walk it out, and I say, "You said this is our building. You said you put us here for a reason. We didn't just go to Flint to play church. You sent us. You provide for us. You are a provider." Amen? So we heavily depend on outside donations to keep us moving in a direction that God has predestined for us. That's where a lot of our income that comes in from to support that ministry is from outside donations. There's a lot of people that have stepped forward and are helping us continue to move out the plan God has. And you know what's so cool about that is is they've joined in on a vision and they believe what God has done there. And they're walking by faith as they donate to that ministry. Amen? And I'm a firm believer of seed time harvest. It's in the Bible. Seed time harvest. You plant seed, what happens? You reap harvest. Every area of our lives. Physically, financially, and spiritually. Firm believer of it. It wasn't about a month and a half ago, two months ago, somebody was in the church. He's getting ready to walk out the door. God said... Give them the 20 that's in your pocket. Now, a few years ago, I'd sit there and I'd have to throw down a fleece. And, but now he says, see, and I know when he talks, he says, give him that 20. Pentecostal handshake. Oh, you don't have to do that. That's all right, man. I just I want to bless you. Oh, no, you don't. Need, listen, I'm just sowing seed. Bless you and take it. The next day. Everybody say the next day. Me and Jess are driving around, picking up some stuff. We need to go to Home Depot to get a filter. We go to Home Depot. Or we didn't go to Home Depot. I forgot the tag that had the measurements I needed on it. So I took him back home. And this is how cool God is, because I forgot the tag. It was God's timing. So we, I go back home. I drop Jess off. I go to Home Depot. I get the filter I need. I'm standing in the pay, self-payout line. And I feel God say, look between your legs. And I look down, and there's a $50 bill laying right between my feet. Hallelujah. <laughs> Nobody's around, and the cashier's not getting it. Thank you, Lord. Amen? Gave a 20, got a 50. I'm not saying that's a recipe. There's no recipe to it. All I know is seed time, harvest, and I believe it. I've seen God do it multiple times. Amen? I don't allow myself to be moved by what I see. I allow myself to be moved by what he said. I got a little testimony I want to read you. This is actually a CD order envelope. And this was in the offering. I don't know who gives what. I don't. All I get is the total count on the offerings that come in. But every once in a while, somebody will put something in there with a little note with it. I don't know if you can see right here, but what it says right there is two cents, two pennies, the widow's mite. 
and she put a note inside. I don't have much, but I give what I have. Also, my prayers and love I give always. This is the biggest offering I've ever received. This is by far the biggest offering I've ever received. Not on a monetary, but on the heart issue. On the heart of believing in what we're doing. And believing that God is moving. And believing that she's going to sow what she can sow. That she's going to give what she can give. Two cents. Two cents. This is a keeper for me right here. This is why I got it with me right now. Because it wasn't the two cents. It was the heart. Amen? She was walking it out. Amen? She's walking it out. She gave what she could. Go ahead and play that video.